In the words of legendary fitness gurus, Hans and Franz from Saturday Night Live, this week we are here to pump you up. Let's join together real quick so we can prepare our behinds for what 2022 has to offer. about bad things welcome 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 into this special bonus episode of killing missing hidden this is your old buddy brad i said again and again and again that you wouldn't be getting an episode this week and i lied i mean you're not usually getting your usual like date night episode that we do every week but you're getting this it's not a usual episode it's it's so freaking different in case you couldn't tell from the intro but I think it's kind of necessary and helpful. So what are we doing today? We're finding a reason to keep going. Yeah, we are transitioning from a fun true crime podcast to a cheesy motivational podcast. I'm going to be the next Rachel Hollis. Hopefully with all the terrible PR blunders along the way too, just to make it spicy. All right, now before we start hemorrhaging fans, let's just get going. I need all my lovelies to crowd around. Get close. Come feel Papa Brad's tender embrace. And let's talk about life for a bit. Papa's here to help give you some perspective on what's going on in your life. Now I'm speaking to a group of you, so some of this won't apply directly to you specifically. But I hope you listen to the whole thing. It'll give you a plus one bonus to all your wisdom-based saving throws. Is that, is that how you talk in Dungeons and Dragons? Yeah, I think that's how you do the LARP talking thing. I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure. If part of being a lawyer isn't just going to trial and, you know, getting people off. You do a lot of counseling as well. So I feel like I'm um, arrogantly underqualified to handle this. But I won't let that stop me. So, okay. 2019, kind of a weird year, right? And then we step into that plague-filled 2020, which then spilled into a plague-filled 2021, which is where we find ourselves today. Personally, I'm not terribly optimistic about 2022. Things have not been great. I'm tired of the uncertainty, and I know y'all are. So let's just see if we can't take some control back in our lives. But first, let's begin with a swerve. Because I like doing that to y'all. You remember Cracked Magazine? It it was the one that competed with Mad Magazine. It was kind of crude, kind of funny. It was second tier to Mad, in my opinion. Well, they have a website now because it's the 21st century. And guess what their most read article of all time on the website is called? Six Horse Truths That Will Make You a Better Person. And it's by Jason Perrigan. And it is amazing. There's a link in our show notes, or I guess notes, since it's the only link. Uh, and you need to read it. It really sums up everything young adults do wrong in life. And you're not taught to do better until you get older. It helps shortcut some of the follies you you believe in. And, you know, even real adults like me benefit from it. But first... 
we're going to listen to my bastardized version of what Jason was saying in his article. Now, Jason's first hard truth is that the world only cares about you to the extent that you provide value to it. And I, I wish I could just read verbatim what Jason wrote because he's like professionally funny. Um, so you just get my kind of like Walmart brand version of his writing. But let's use me as an example, okay? Th this kind of encapsulates what Jason is trying to say in his first point. Let's say you get arrested for murder, but you're innocent. You have an alibi, you have witnesses who can place you away from the crime, there's no forensic evidence, but for whatever reason, you get arrested. So you come to me and you ask me to help you out. And, but, you know, as you should, you ask a little bit about my background and my credentials, you know, so why should I hire you? And, you know, I say, well, look, I'm a really kind person, you know, I, I buy very thoughtful gifts. My kids think I'm a great dad. Really cool stuff like that, right? But do you care? Really? At this moment, you're facing life in prison. You, you so you need to ask some more pointed questions, okay? But you've handled murder cases before, right? And then I respond with, well, you know, not really, but I am really generous. I donate lots of money to local charities. Heck, I've even led some food drives for the local food bank. Okay, but you're getting frustrated now. What, what difference does any of this make? You're, you're looking for someone to keep you out of a cage for the rest of your life. And you cut back at me saying, what does that have to do with anything? And I respond by saying, wait, no, I am a really good person. Are you saying that none of that matters? And what's your response? Your response is, of course it doesn't matter. I don't care if you're a good person. I need someone to save my butt. Just because you're giving money to charities doesn't mean you know how to represent someone in court. And that's how life works. Every day. Every day. Whether you're applying for a job or asking someone out on a date or whatever. You have to demonstrate value. Being a good person, as cold as this sounds, really doesn't matter at the end of the day. You want a lawyer that will keep you out of jail, just like a pharmaceutical company want someone who can sell drugs to come work for them, right? Ultimately, being a good person or a bad person doesn't matter in these equations. How much money are you going to bring into the company? How many people are you going to keep out of jail? Being a good person is not going to make all your dreams and wishes come true, right? There's tons of opportunities to do amazing things in life, but you have to make it happen. It's not just going to fall into your lap. You have to put yourself in the position to take advantage of these opportunities. In Jason's article, he then moves on to the infamous movie, Glengarry Glen Ross, and Alec Baldwin's just amazing speech. And if you've never seen it, you have to go on YouTube and look it up. It is fantastic. And it says so much in such a short period of time. And essentially, if you haven't seen it, it's, takes place in a sales agency and Baldwin has been called down by the bosses to this one office because they're not performing up to par. And he basically goes in there and challenges their manhood, their ability to sell. And 
it's a really gruff and very pointed and not at all friendly speech. And a lot of psychologists have found this interesting and they've studied it and they found that people react in one of two ways. Some people take the attitude of, who is this SOB coming in here telling me what to do? Who does he think he is? He's just some hot shot and he's coming down here to flaunt his will. I, I don't care for any of this. You have a very bitter reaction to it, right? Well, the others half of people, or whatever the percentage is. I'm not that deep into research on this stuff. But the other half of the community say, you know what, he's right. He's right. I should be out there working harder. I should be out there trying to close deals. Why am I sitting in this office drinking coffee? And, you know, ultimately what Baldwin tells the salesman is, if you want to be successful... You have to close. You have to make the sale. In the legal profession, we would say, if you don't kill, you don't eat. You don't bring a client in, you don't make any money, right? And, you know, basically your reaction to this speech either shows you as a very bitter person um, who feels like you don't have control over your life, or it shows you that you're someone who is willing to accept being pushed and being challenged. Now, it's a very motivating speech, but not in a kind way. It's rude, it's blunt, but it's honest. While making this point, Jason uses the excellent example of the outcry involving Chick-fil-A's stance on gay marriage from a few years back. If you'll recall, people got very upset that they were donating money to efforts to keep gay marriage from being legalized. And there was a lot of outrage. But ultimately, ultimately, people didn't care. Chick-fil-A exists to sell chicken sandwiches and they do a really good job at making a chicken sandwich, right? So their sales didn't suffer at all. I mean, we would like for them to behave in a way that we agree with, but ultimately, as long as they can deliver a tasty chicken sandwich to us when we ask for one, that's all we care about because that's Chick-fil-A's role in society. That's the value they add. So I know you're hearing this and you're thinking, so we're just going to be talking about making money. That's not what this is about. This applies to all situations in life. Uh, for example, look at this podcast. Why are you listening to this podcast? I mean, I hope it's not because you lost a bet. I'm going to arrogantly assume again that you enjoy this podcast because I can combine my legal experience with some decent research skills and a touch of humor to tell the story of a crime that happened. And this is not something you pay for, and this is not something I get paid to do. Yet here we are, me yakking and you listening, right? Now, if I were to start a podcast about, I don't know, cross-stitching, who the heck would listen to that? I know nothing about that. I, I would have no idea how to even begin researching. It would be a total disaster. Because I wouldn't bring any value to the discussion. 
there's nothing on the topic I can help with. It doesn't matter how good a guy I am or how smart I am or what nice things I do. You won't listen to that podcast because it's not going to offer you anything. Let's steal some more from Jason, okay? He uses the absolute perfect example, in my opinion, to hammer some of these points home. Let's talk about dating. Now, we're going to go with the stereotypical incel guy. You know, the guy that's in his 20s, that's mopey because he can't find a girlfriend, and he doesn't understand why life is so unfair, right? This, I mean, there's girls that are like this too, but the classic stereotype that we all think of is, you know, the neckbeard looking guy. You know, so let's say he goes to a his friendly neighborhood coffee shop every morning before work, and there's a really cute barista there that he talks to. And she's very friendly back, maybe a little bit flirtatious. He tries flirting a little bit, and it goes well. But nothing really happens. And so he starts to get angry or hurt. Why, why is she teasing me? Why is she stringing me along? If she's not interested in me, why do we keep having these conversations? Doesn't she see what a good guy I am? Doesn't she see how well I would treat her? I mean, she has to know I'm an awesome listener. She laughs at my jokes. I would worship her if we were together. Now, again, all that may be true about how awesome our buddy here is. But how is he demonstrating any value to this chick? How many guys does she talk to on an everyday basis that are sweet and funny and make her laugh and she can have good conversations with? But you also have like that one guy that's in a band and he invites her to a show. Or you have another guy that volunteers as a big brother and he has lots of stories to share about the work he does with kids. And the weird looking guy over there, he can speak four different languages and loves to travel. And guess what? They're also good listeners. They're also fun to talk to. So what are you bringing to the table that makes you stand out? And this is not a time for you to list all the things you aren't. You know, oh, I'm... I'm not racist, or I'm not poor, or I'm not a criminal. No, wait, no, that's, that's the bare minimum. <laughs> You're supposed to be better than that. Don't tell us what you aren't. Tell us what you bring to the table. And think about it, especially if you're a guy. If you're a single guy, you don't appreciate this. It wasn't until I got married that I really understood what went into this. That girl that you're pining over? She spends hours each week exercising, going to the gym, eating salads instead of pizza. She has this very complicated alchemy-ish skincare routine that she follows every morning and every night. She puts on her makeup and she does all of this to make herself look as good as possible so she can catch your eye. That's how she is adding the value to her world is she's making herself very attractive because like it or not, that's just how the world works, right? A guy is going to ask out someone he finds attractive to begin with. Okay. So what do we do with this information? You focus on becoming a person of value. All right. 
Jason sums it up great, and I'm going to steal it from him, is you don't go off and buy a book that tells you how to get the girl or how to get the job. You go out there and you look for the book that teaches you how to be the good boyfriend or how to be the person the company wants to hire, right? Now, that's not to say that you lack value in any way. What it means is we're not good about demonstrating our value on average. Some people are awesome at it. If you're one of those, more power to you. Some people really have to work at it. I've spent a lot of time during my career working with um, various groups, uh, alumni societies, um, you know, just all sorts of organizations to help kids coming out of college or coming out of law school to interview better because people don't understand that that is your time to sell yourself. You're not being cocky. You're not being arrogant. You have one chance to put your best foot forward and you have to do it. Again, think about it. Who do you want defending you on that murder charge? The attorney who has a clear record of being successful in the courtroom or me because I'm a really patient listener. I'm not a worse person than that successful attorney. I just can't demonstrate the same values to you that he can. And we live in a society and part of that society is other humans need things and we have to be able to provide things. Show us what you got. That's the world we live in. Show us what you got. But Brad, I don't have any value to others. All right, all right. First of all, cut that crap. We all have value, all right? Maybe you don't know how to market that value, but you have value. Or you know what? Maybe you truly, for what you're seeking, you don't have the value. If you want to become an IT professional, but you can barely turn on your computer, you don't have value to that company, right? So what do you do? Well, you learn. You pick up a new skill. I mean, think about how many people would love to be a rock star. I mean, that's the ultimate life, right? But how many people are willing to practice on their instrument until their fingers bleed or sing until they can't speak anymore? Very, very, very few which happens to correspond with how many people actually become rock stars, right? Y'all remember the band Garbage? I hope so. They were kind of big when I was growing up. Shirley Manson, the lead singer, is from Scotland. Every other member of the band is from Wisconsin. Shirley flew to Wisconsin to audition for this then-unknown band. And she bombed the audition. She bombed it. It was a disaster. She decided to stick around for a little bit of time. And she kind of got to know the guys. And developed a relationship with them. And then finally said, can I please have another shot? I was nervous the first time. I didn't do well. Please let me try again. And when she got her second audition, she crushed it. 
Now, how many people out there are willing to fly across the Atlantic Ocean to a place you've never been to, to a place where you have no friends, to chase your dream? And then how many of you would be willing to go back and ask for a second audition after totally blowing the first? She's a talented singer, but she's not legendary. She doesn't have a voice that's going to be remembered for ages to come. But she got the gig because she knew what she wanted. She went there and she forcibly showed that she was determined and that she had value. Now, the odds are you don't really want to be a rock star, okay? So let's go back to, like, the IT well, you want to change your career, you want to do something in IT. That's great. Where do you start? What do you do? Anything. Anything. Take classes at the local community college. There's a bazillion online courses you can start. Heck, you can go on YouTube and teach yourself the basics. We live in a world where we have access to unbelievable amounts of information. So use it. There's no excuse. You cannot say that you do not have access to these resources. You do. In one way, shape, or other, you do. And I know what some of y'all are saying. Okay, 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 Brad. Yeah, that all sounds great. But honestly, I'm a single parent. I have four kids and I work two jobs. How on earth do I change my life? How do I develop a new skill? Where do I find time when I can barely keep things together as is? Well, first I would say the most important thing you have to do is make the damn choice that you're going to do it. Decide that you're going to develop this new skill. That's it. It's an easy first step, but it's a very powerful first step. And then you make that decision again tomorrow and the next day and the next day, okay? You don't lose weight by eating one salad, right? You don't become fat by eating one cheeseburger, right? It is a series of decisions that get you into the shape that you are. A bunch of small steps. And that's true for any skill that you're going to learn. Now, once you've made this decision, commit to it. If it's something that you truly want to do, not something that your parents want you to do, not something that your significant other wants to do, if it's something you want to do, if it's something that's in your heart, you make that decision and you start making those baby steps and ignore everybody else, okay? Humans, by our nature, we don't like change. We want to be comfortable and safe in our same routine. We know there's no danger that we can't anticipate. You know, if all your friends are overweight and you decide that you're going to go on a diet, your friends are not going to support you. They may at the beginning, but secretly, they may not be actively rooting against you, but they are not going to take into consideration what your needs are, and what your wants are. Because you are changing their dynamic, their group dynamic, their individual dynamic. 
And if they see you go from 230 pounds down to 150 pounds, it's going to make them look worse. And it's nothing. It's not them being evil. It's not them being bad. It's just how we are wired. Humans hate change. And your biggest antagonist in this entire process is your own brain. And it's so frustrating. It is going to push back and push back and push back. Again, because there is safety in a routine. And your brain does not want you to risk not being safe. That's why you have to make this decision every single day. All right, you've made the decision. You know what you're going to do. You're going to start studying coding. You're going to become an IT superstar. Now you have to take the first step. And here's the good news that a lot of people don't seem to understand. It doesn't matter how small that step is, okay? Maybe your first step is tonight after you put your kids to bed, you just go online and look for online classes that you could take. See how much they cost. See what the curriculum's like. See what the local colleges charge. See what you can find on YouTube. Just doing that is a massive, massive first step. To paraphrase Winston Churchill, if you're going through hell, keep going. It's the only way to get out of there. <laughs> Even if you are knocked down on your hands and knees and you are crawling, and for all intents and purposes, you are moving at the rate of one inch per day. Eventually, you're going to get out of hell. If you give up, nothing's going to change. You're going to stay in the same surroundings. But if you can move forward, no matter how small, if you can move that one inch forward every day, that's a success, and soon you will have a brand new life. Now, this will not be easy, okay? And I think you know that, and I think we can see that from the world around us, right? If it was easy to stay in shape, which should be a very easy thing to do, right? I mean, most animals do it on their own. We fail at it as humans, by and large. But if it was easy to stay in shape, we'd all look like supermodels and bodybuilders, right? But if you look around your office, how many of them would you say are supermodels? How many have, how many have you know, the muscles to appear on a fitness magazine? Because it's not easy. And part of the reason it's not easy is because when you go through change, you experience pain. Now that pain, it may only last a minute. It may only last an hour. Maybe it lasts a month. Maybe it lasts a year. But the good news is, is no matter what, that pain will go away. And once it goes away, something stronger will be there to take its place. Okay? If you quit, though, if you give in to the pain, if you stop crawling while you're in hell, that's it. Nothing changes. You're in the same boat forever. No improvement. 
At least not until you start taking baby steps again. Going back to the idea of an office full of supermodels and bodybuilders. That's your evidence again that this is really dang hard. But if you have faith in yourself, if you believe in yourself, that you can take those baby steps, that every day you can wake up and make the decision that I'm moving towards this goal, then if you, you know, with the faith in yourself, if you believe in a higher power, have faith in him and her or it, you're going to make it, okay? Now with the pain, you may want to scream, you may want to cry, you may want to kick puppies, do whatever you need to to keep moving forward. You can cry all you want, but cry while you're moving forward. And that's the perspective you have to keep to get through these crappy times and to improve yourself as a person. More on that, the perspective is key. I remember reading that the Navy SEALs that get through their basic training to become a Navy SEAL. I don't think basic training is the right word, but I'm not military, so we're just going to go with that. The ones that make it are the ones that view one task at a time. The ones that wash out generally say, I can't do six weeks of this. This is killing me. How am I going to keep going for six weeks? The one that make it, they don't worry about six weeks. They worry about the next wall they have to climb. Or they worry about the next sea, you know, ocean they have to swim through. And that's the perspective you need. If you're trying to lose weight, for example, and your goal is to lose 50 pounds, you are not trying to lose 50 pounds. I know that sounds stupid to say, and I say lots of stupid things. I get that. But you're not. You are trying to lose one pound 50 times. And that is a massive distinction if you can get your head around it. Don't try to lose 50 pounds. Try to lose one pound 50 times. Because how long is it going to take you to lose 50 pounds? Weeks, months. How long is it going to take you to lose a pound? Well, for most people who follow a diet and exercise and all that, a week. Sometimes less than that. So we don't operate on a calendar when we're trying to achieve a new goal, build a new skill, or just survive a bad situation. We're not looking at the calendar. We are doing the best we can in this moment. And that's all that matters. That's all you have right now is this moment. So you do the best you can to step closer to your goal in this moment. We don't worry about what happened in the past moments. We don't worry about what's coming in the future moments. We can't do anything about either one of those. All right. If you're so inclined, I mean, this is advice you can find in the Bible. You focus on the now. You deal with the now. You do the best you can now. And you know what? This is something else that's very important that you can't forget. 
it's okay to screw up. It's okay to mess up in your moment because there's another moment coming next and you can make the right decision then. You know, if again, losing weight, I think is such a great example. If you come to work, you've had a bad morning, you're in a bad mood and somebody brought donuts and you say, gosh, darn it, I'm eating a donut. From a macro view, not a wise decision when you're on a diet, right? But once it's done, it's done. Don't dwell on it. Don't beat yourself up over it. It was a mistake. You're not going to get fat from one donut. You're not going to get skinny from one salad. It's, are you eating more donuts or are you eating more salads, right? As long as the good steps outnumber the bad steps, you're making progress. Those baby steps are going to overshadow all the bad decisions you made. I promise. As long as you keep going, as long as you don't quit, because quitting is forever. Make the decision, take the baby steps, all with this understanding that you can do it. That's how we're going to get through 2022, okay? That's how we're going to get through this week. That is how we're going to get through this next moment, okay? This is your chance to be something better than you are right now. We can focus on all the doom and gloom, all the pandemic news, all the political wrangling about whether or not you should be vaccinated or what's going on in the White House or any of that mess. That's not what we're concerned with. We are going to get through this year by focusing on ourselves and focusing on each moment and trying to do something that makes us better with every moment. Because this, I mean, this is a brand new year coming up. It's a wonderful time to change, okay? You want to learn a new language? Start learning a new language. Spend five minutes a day studying Spanish. You want to join the gym to lose weight or to build muscle? Then do it. And you know what? You go there every day that you can. Even if it's just for 10 minutes, you're taking a baby step in the right direction. There's a cute boy at work that you like? Go ask him out. Just do it. It's one moment in time. You want to start your own podcast? Do it. Idiots like me do it. You can do it. It's just a matter of following through, taking the baby steps one after another. Think about it this way, okay? Let's say you spend just five minutes every day on learning Spanish, okay? Five minutes. If you can do that every day, Throughout 2022, at the end of the year, you will have put in 30 hours of work on learning Spanish, which is pretty huge. If I told you you had to put in 30 work, 30 minutes on or 30 hours in working on something, that sounds overwhelming. But here we're breaking it down into five minute increments. Everybody has five minutes. You can do it while you're taking your morning poop. All right, let's let's get crazy. 
let's say you spend 15 minutes a day on it. You know, you want to lose weight. So you, you jump on a trampoline or you, you walk around the, your cul-de-sac that you live in for 15 minutes. It does, that's not much. That's not much time. That's less than a TV show, right? But at the end of the year, you have put in over 90 hours towards your goal. 90 hours. That's more than two full work weeks of doing nothing but focusing on your goal. And what if you could commit an hour a day to it? An hour a day. I mean, that's an incredible amount of time. Most of us, frankly, can't do that. But if you're in a position where you can, guess what? That's 15 full days you've dedicated to improving yourself. But you need to set the goal that's reasonable for your life. Don't be one of these people that says, oh, I'm going to do an hour a day, when you know in your heart that you can't do that, that your life won't allow for that. Okay? It's so much better to spend 10 minutes every day than doing something 30 minutes every Saturday. It's easier to make yourself do something for 10 minutes every day than it is to try to push in that half hour on Saturday, right? So keep that in mind. Baby steps add up. They add up big time. Everybody who successfully dieted and exercised will tell you it's baby steps. Everybody who's learned a new language, it's baby steps. Everybody who's learned a new skill, baby steps, right? You don't go out to a baseball field and learn how to hit a home run on your first day. You spend the first day just learning how to hold the bat, learning how to address the plate, you know, learning the proper technique for swing, the very, very, very basics. And then you do it again the next day. And then you do it again the next day. And you keep doing this until that's like second nature. Well, once you've got that down, that's when you can start adding on new tricks. Okay? Now, there's one last thing I want to add in. And it comes from a former client of mine, a former sex worker. I may have shared this on a previous episode. I don't know, but it definitely is worth sharing again. Life is hard, right? And especially for somebody in that industry. And she told me that, you know, she wouldn't just have a bad day. She would have bad days, plural. She would have bad weeks. And... You know, that's a dangerous profession. You're opening yourself up to a lot of abuse. You're opening yourself up to a lot of violent crime. And she was very intelligent, I remember. Or she struck me as very intelligent. And I remember us sitting in the hallway talking about her case one day. And I just had to ask, how do you do this? How can you wake up every morning and go through what you go through? Because she was honestly just getting the crap beat out of her regularly. And she said, and the answer she gave me, I'll never forget. She said, you know, there's a lot of times that life will knock you down. But what you have to do is get yourself back on your feet 
wipe the blood from your nose, look life straight in her eyes, and say, you hit like a bitch. And that was kind of her mantra on how she got through each day. And I think that can work for a lot of us. 2022 may throw us some curveballs. We may have some bad things happen. We may have some awful things happen. Could also have some great things happen. But whenever you do get knocked down, get up. Clean yourself off. And remind life that you're in charge. You're going to keep taking your baby steps. You're going to keep crawling through hell. Now, since you're clearly a smart person, and I say that because you listen to this podcast, I'm not worried that you won't be able to mentally handle this load. So for you, it's just a question of effort and determination. And that's what we're going to do as a family, okay? We're going to improve ourselves while listening to creepy true crime stories, okay? That's our deal. I will try to remember to touch back on this topic from time to time to remind you to take your baby steps, to work towards your goals, to not let life get you down, to not beat yourself up over one bad decision. That's what we're going to do. That's going to be our 2022, the KMH family, 2022, focusing on the good. And you're all on board. Because we love each other. And you're all followers of my cult. Well, that's all I have for you. Uh, I thought this was an important topic since it's the end of the year. And I know just from watching my coworkers and friends that a lot of people are really getting ground down. And I understand it. I feel the same way some days. But now, you're experts in becoming gods among men. But before you grow so much that such things are beneath you, go read this article I keep talking about, okay? There's several more points that Jason covers that I didn't touch on. It's a high-quality read. You're going to enjoy it. It's hilarious, too. Again, it's on the Cracked website. It's called Six Harsh Truths That Will Make You a Better Person, and it's written by Jason Parkin. Now, hopefully this launches my new career as a life coach. I'm hoping Oprah will knight me as a doctor so I can have my own mid-afternoon talk show like Dr. Phil and Dr. Oz. Now, if Oprah is not listening, which frankly, I, I would find to be impossible for that to be true. But if she's not listening, then I'll go that Rachel Hollis route and start writing books that say nothing and call them self-help books and operating a lifestyle Instagram channel. It'll just be all sorts of disgusting. Um, seriously, I do hope that some of this is semi-useful for you. I'm just trying to prepare us for another year that looks like it could be our third dumpster fire in a row. Feel free to mock me. Feel free to mock my advice. It's fine. I know not everybody's going to buy into everything that's said here. I hope all of y'all at least get something out of it. All right. Now, as you know, the plan is not to have another full episode ready to go until January 11th. 
but I'm working on one right now. I think it's kind of interesting. If I get it done early, you'll get it early. But I'm frankly not willing to pressure myself over New Year's weekend just to get this one done. Just take some comfort in the fact that the next episode's a very strange case that shows exactly what greed can do to a family. And I'm excited about it. Everyone, please enjoy your holiday season, whatever that may be to you. While you're at it, support your favorite podcaster, preferably your favorite independent podcaster, because we don't have all these networks pouring buttloads. Do you know that I've had, I've had some of these networks offer me money just to talk to them? It's ridiculous. They, and, you know, they buy your show, take it over, and it loses all of its fun, all the creativity to it. You also need to do something nice for the world since I always preach this. You want to do something big? That Team C's thing I talked about a while ago, they're closing in on their fundraising goal. They're going to pull 30 million tons of trash out of the ocean. They're almost there. So if you want to donate 10 bucks, 20 bucks to their cause, they would appreciate it. You want to do something more local? Why not give some dog food or cat food to a local animal shelter? Help them out. Or if you want to be even more local, just buy a coworker a coffee. Just do something to put some niceness in the world so people aren't so consumed with this dumpster fire. I'm a big believer in, you know, we kind of get what we expect. And the more we as a people expect bad things to happen, the more bad things are going to keep happening. So that's why I really churn on this idea of let's try to do nice things. But anyway, that's all for our special edition. You kids know what to do now. Be good. Do good. Take those baby steps. Go buy yourself a cookie and enjoy it. Even if you're on a diet, one cookie's not going to make or break you. Right out. Thank you for listening to Killing, Missing, Hidden. Make sure to rate, subscribe, and share. Questions? Email us at info at kmhpodcast.com.